Today's episode is brought to you by Bloody Buddy. Yep, that's right. We're going to talk about menstrual cups. Have you ever tried a menstrual cup? Well, I have. I'm here to say that I have. And I love it. I love my Bloody Buddy cup. The Bloody Buddy cup is a reusable menstrual cup that uses the highest grade of medical silicone. It's easy to insert, easy to remove, and completely comfortable. Although there have been a few pregnancies in between, I've been using the Bloody Buddy cup for about like three years now, and it has given me period freedom. It's changed my life completely. And you might be thinking, Mary, that sounds like super dramatic. That sounds like you're exaggerating. No, it is completely life-changing to have your period and not be thinking about it. It's completely life-changing to have your period and not have to run to the bathroom every three hours to change a pad or a tampon. Unlike pads and tampons you have to change once every three to four hours, you can keep your bloody buddy in for up to 12 hours. So not only will you be saving yourself so much time by not excusing yourself all day to go change your pad or your tampon and so much money by not having to run to the store every month to go grab whatever you need, you'll also be doing the environment a serious solid by cutting down on all that waste because your bloody buddy can be used for 10 freaking years. 10 years. And if you've tried other cups in the past and had some issues with them, we'll have no fear. The Bloody Buddy Cup is different, I promise you. It is perfect for beginners as well as seasoned menstrual cup users. What makes the Bloody Buddy Cup different from all the other cups on the market is it's easy to open design. It has patent pending, wavy grips at the bottom, a pincher bulb at the bottom of the cup to help you with, you know, easy removal when it comes time to change your cup out. And of course, it comes in a bunch of super cute colors, which is, you know, very important, very important for a menstrual cup. So go to bloodybuddycup.com, use their size guide, pick out a cute color for your cup, and enjoy the period freedom. And you can use our code WANNACHAT for 10% off of your purchase. Again, that's code WANNACHAT for 10% off of your purchase at bloodybuddycup.com. All right, now enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the I Just Wanna Chat podcast. I'm Mary, and I'm so excited because today we are joined by the one, the only, baby naming consulting influencer, thought leader, extraordinaire herself, M doodles and stuff from TikTok and from Instagram. She is here today on the podcast and I'm so excited. I have been her friend online for years and it is so exciting to be able to talk to somebody like, you know, back to back on a phone call versus, you know, like texting them and having to like plan out everything that you're going to say. So this was very fun for me and it should be very fun for all of you because we talked about a lot of really good things. Um, Minutes before, no, I shouldn't say minutes, like an hour before recording, the good Lord herself, Kris Jenner, blessed us with the breaking news announcement that Kylie is changing the name of Baby Wolf, which thank goodness, because Baby Wolf's name is a mouthful. Like the name Wolf in, it, in and of itself is a tongue twister. So that is a good call on her part. So we speculated on what that name is going to be, maybe why she changed it a little bit. We talked about influencing in general. We kind of talked about like branding and like what influencers are going to have to do to, you know, keep raking in the money, you know, to, to keep themselves successful. Uh, we talked about, you know, influencer culture, like at large. We talked about nepotism babies a little bit. We talked about Rachel Ziegler not getting invited to the Oscars. We talked about um, Coney 2012 for a hot minute, which, you know, that was a tangent, but Stick with it. It's a good episode, and I hope that you all have so much fun listening to M. I did, and we all have so much to learn from her, so I'm so excited to have her on the podcast today, and I hope that you all love it, so stay tuned. It should be a good one. Oh, and by the way, in the beginning of the episode, I feel like I sounded very subdued and like not excited to be talking to her because we had like a, pre, uh, like a pre-conversation before I started recording, and I feel like I used up all of my excitement in the beginning to like talk to her. And then like, I didn't want to scare her off. So I was like trying to be, you know, cool, fun, chill, relaxed, whatever. 
Um, but then the result is me introducing the podcast like this. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. Anyway, you'll hear for yourself in a second. So stay tuned. It should be a good one. Hello, everybody. The time has come. Em is smiling boldly as if this is a visual medium. She's smiling for the world to see. I'm here today with M Doodles and Stuff. The time is here. I'm so excited. Hi. How are you? Good. I'm so glad that I get to still see myself, even though no one else will, because I mean, TikTok, I just get to look at my face the whole time I talk. And I'm used to that. I want that. I think that you just need to go where you know you could thrive and be comfortable. And if that means like looking at yourself. Yeah. I, I um I feel like I've recently realized when you take a selfie, if you look at the camera, or at least like for me, if I look right at the camera, that's when I look like insane. But if I (laughs) just stare at my face on the phone, like when I'm doing an Instagram story or whatever, that's where I feel feel like comfortable. If there's like slightly broken eye contact. Yes. Yes. I feel like that's an issue with selfies now and talking to yourself on the camera is you realize most people, you actually, you're not looking at the viewer. And now I notice when I, if I do see like a TikTok or an Insta story where someone really feels like they're looking at me, I realize, oh, they're looking like at the little hole on their camera. And that's, 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 that's way harder. That's way harder to do. I want, if I, if my face is on the screen, I want to be looking at my face, not the little green light. Yeah. And I feel like uncomfy if I can like feel like Mm -hmm. the direct eye contact, like from somebody trying to like Peer tell me how soul. great like Stanley cups are again. I'm like, okay, you're looking right at me and I already have a Stanley cup. Like I don't need, I don't exactly. need any more eye contact influencer anyway. Yes. One of, one of my issues with like eye contact screen where my eyes are on the screen is um, I'm often reading from a script that I wrote. And so my eyes kind of shift. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have, if I don't feel like with my type of content, I haven't gotten many comments like about my physical appearance or body, thankfully. I mean, it's just my face. But the comments I have got, positive and negative, have been about my eyes. I did get a comment. Because they're so beautiful? Because you're the movie lady. I got the comment that I have bird box eyes. Oh, great, 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 great. Great, 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 great. It's perfect. So I have never seen the film. Did talk to a handful of friends who have. Would you say that's positive or negative? I mean... When somebody is overcome by the bird box phenomenon, it does produce a very appealing look aesthetically. Aesthetically. Those, those baby blues, but they look great. But it's like very like vacant. Um, like I wouldn't say that you're bird boxing, but don't they then they they die. Yeah, and then and I haven't seen you commit a murder yet, except for yes. um, when you like read stupid comments from people where it's just like, hey, guys, Kylie's not going to ba- name her baby like Rainy. Sorry. Yeah. Those are the those are the only murders I've seen you commit online. The closest to murder. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm going to take Bird Box as a plus, as a, I, as a pro. I think if somebody like wanted to get like blue contacts, Bird Box would be the shade that they were going for. And you already oh, got absolutely. it. Absolutely. Perfect. What a time to be alive. Congratulations. Thank you. Anyway, I'm assuming that you all know who she is. If you are, um, you know, a follower of the podcast, uh, like Instagram account, we're always posting her videos or in our Facebook group, longtime fans, M doodles and stuff is here. She is. Okay. You meet a stranger. 
maybe not a stranger because you probably don't just like run around and be like hey guess what like this is what i do unless do you no okay no so you're you're talking to somebody and you're explaining what you do Mm-hmm. what's like your your quick I would well, mm. so it's going to really depend on the age of the person I feel like the way to come off the most professional is to say that well I could keep it vague and say I'm a consultant which is like professional AF it's like do you work but at Deloitte there, or do you name babies exactly so then anything. I'll say baby name consultant and then I say I do TikTok doing influencer baby name predictions and also baby name consultation videos for clients so let's say I was like a 30-year-old, like you met me at the gym and you could tell that like I, I'm i at least on social media. Mm-hmm. Hey, what do you do? Mm. Pretty much just like yes. I, I make I would... content, I'm a content. Would you ever call yourself a content creator? Oh, that's a good question. I don't think I've ever called myself a content creator because it's so deep into my bones to make fun of people who use the term content creator. But I do at some point have to accept that I have become what I was once running from and here to, to, to poke fun at. I've, I've entered their realm. Um, so yeah, I guess at the core of it, content creator, in, can I say influencer commentator? That That's a good nice. one. Um, I like that. Media commentator. Oh, yeah. It's even like a broader, I think that that would be a good, um, like 40 to 50 year old range thing. Like you're, you're hanging out and like, Yes. Your husband's parents took you to something and you need to tell your husband's friends like what you do. Oh, I do the media commentary. Oh, that's perfect. I love that. I know I had a friend asking me recently, like, do I feel like I am in the same realm as influencers now? I mean, my, my account is not like huge, but do I consider myself an influencer now? And I was like, oh, no. If anything, I do feel like I exist more in the realm of podcasters like you, where you're you're commenting on what the other people are doing, but it just happens to be on the same platform, mm-hmm. TikTok or Instagram, that the influencers themselves are using. So it's uh, using. So it's a funny place because the thing I never expected, never expected the influencers themselves to be seeing my videos. Um, and interacting with them. Yeah. That was that was a big uh, shift. That was real crazy. Because now I have to assume that they will. Like probably mm-hmm. 95% of the time I hear back from them. And that's weird. I do think that's a weird um, dynamic. Because obviously like you want to be honest. And like I know you. You're not mean. And I'm sure that you never want to come off as mean. And people are so... Um, quick to throw around the word bully when that's not like bully. like I remember when your um Hawaiian Mormon influencer video came out a topic that Em and I have been you know uh discussing for a long time these Hawaiian influencers have been a thorn in our side quick side note I don't think that they really matter as much anymore I think now the new ones to watch say it with me do you know who I'm talking about no the Mormon TikTok moms Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, gosh. If they could get their butts to Hawaii. Wow. But no, but the they're just going to hang want. out in Pleasant Grove. Like, yeah, they're just... in like some uh, McMansion in Pleasant Grove for now. They're in... We'll see what happens. But that's a really good point. You know what's going to... I'm waiting, though. Mormon Hawaii moms, baby number threes. Yeah. They have they have got to be coming within we have seven the more months. Like 18 months. Yeah. I, 
I would say like for in the influencer space, I think really like the trap, unless people are, have a physical product and I've said this before and it's made people feel uncomfortable because it has to do with like people's lives or whatever, like the creation of life, unless they have a physical product, they need to have a pregnancy and a baby. And that period will last them about a year of pregnancy. And then the baby until it's like a year. So they have month photos and milestone photos and everything. And then they need to either be building or remodeling a home that will take them another year. If they're not procreating or building or remodeling a home or a business, they're dry. And then they need to, the cycle continues. This is so much of what I talked about when I did a brief, I did a brief follow-up of the question, why are so many influencers Mormon? And all of those topics were hit and also planning a wedding. Most of them, at least the ones we're looking at, have already passed that milestone quite Mm -hmm. a few years ago, but it's totally that. It's the marriage, uh, house, baby, and then you just, I mean, at some point, the only milestone left is to have more babies. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. It's... Yep. I mean, every life is precious and I'm so excited for people who are so excited for their babies. And I mean, I also, I'm, I'm LDS and I've, I, I too was a child bride and I had three children within three years. Like, so, I mean, like I'm one to talk, but um, I can't even remember where I was going with that. Oh, just the comments on your um, why mom influencer video. I remember crazy. Yeah. Like, cause the people were like, you were bullying these people. And it's like, no, you're just making comments. Like you're just making observations. You're grouping these people together because they have already grouped themselves together. It'd be one thing if you were like, this person is white and in Hawaii. And so is this person. (laughs) And these people are all also of the same faith. Like they've already done that grouping together. And that's what these, um, these new like Mormon TikTok moms have also done. Because mm-hmm. I mean, every single video is branded like, like we're hot TikTok. Like they literally say hot Mormon moms. Like yes, we're hot Mormon moms. We have a lot of kids. They say Mormon in every video, which yes. they know is also just an engagement grab. Oh yeah. Oh, that's and I think that's a that's a really big difference between the Hawaii moms and the the that Utah group is that the Hawaii moms you 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 pieced it together by the context clues. You looked at the, where did they go to college? You figured out it was BYU, uh, Hawaii, that kind of thing. It, it's not super apparent. Like the, the tagline Mormon is not part of the Hawaii mom brand. Mm-hmm. So that's, yes, I think the, the Utah group is very intentional about stirring up um, controversy about yes. it. And that's what I, that's what I realized that the unfortunate truth is the videos that I've had be the most successful are the ones that are controversial, controversial, sorry, um, that like there's things where there's room in the video for people to say, no, you got that fact wrong. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, actually, it's the, you know, the more things you say that are quote unquote wrong, uh, whether that means factual or just like opinion based the more views it gets. Yes. And that's like, that's how the news works. That's how all media works. And that's exactly what they're doing by stirring up controversy, by labeling themselves Mormon. Because it's working. half the comments are, don't use the term Mormon. And I mean, I am just one LDS person. I cannot speak for all for everybody, nor can any other 
LDS person, you know, like speak for everybody. But I feel like to me, I see Mormon. That just tells me like culturally, like where they're at. Yes. Like, oh, yes. I would even label people who like aren't even active in the church, like Mormon culture or whatever, you know? Yes. Like mm-hmm. those girls in like the Mormon TikTok mom group, they're all so beautiful. I don't know nor care what their activity level is, but I feel comfortable with their label of Mormon just because mm-hmm. culturally that's what they're that's what they're engaging Absolutely. with that's whatever I don't know I completely <laughs> agree but anyway I'm so excited that we are here for two reasons number one you are here reigning victorious you got that name right okay say the woman's username Amanda Pauls Pauls okay the last name through is P A H L S. Okay. Amanda now that you spell it out loud, not that hard. I probably could have done it. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Um, yes, I seriously uh wrapped it up today. The the name reveal was probably two and a, three hours ago. And then I was like, whew, okay, my life's gonna calm down. And then as soon as I hit post, you know, final video, name reveal posted, I get this flood of comments about Kylie. And it's like, oh, we're only getting started. The baby name world is weirdly hopping and so perfectly timed to chat here with you today. Because I know my husband would rather walk on fire than to hear any of this foreign language I'm speaking. Bless his heart, but he would rather burn. I love to ask my husband, like, name the Kardashians. Just name them. (laughs) And he'll always be like, there's one... Well, we have Kim. We know, like, he'll start with Kim, and then it just like slowly okay. deteriorates. Yes, there'll be like, mm-hmm. there's Kyrie, and I'm like, you just combine two of them Kyrie. together. Oh, that's. Um, I'm gonna ask my husband that too now. I wonder what he would say. Kim, it, Kim, everyone's got Kim though. Yeah, I think it would be embarrassing to be an adult at this point, like not really be able to name Kim. But long story short, we are here. Wait, I had a quick question about Amanda Pauls, really fast oh, yeah. before we move on to Kylie. So. I'd never heard of her. Cute content, cute girl, cute kids, cute yeah. page. So I work in the influencer space for like new years or whatever. I work in the influencer space. I have like for a really long time. And I would call and no, absolutely like no disrespect or hate or whatever to this person. She seems like such a sweetie. Congratulations on your new baby. I would grade anybody and like her... Um, follower range is like just above like a micro influencer right like so like just above like until they hit like that 70k range they're kind of in like the micro influencer world to me still like their work is valuable they should be paid for what they do they probably generate a lot of sales but just a different bracket right right absolutely so how does somebody like that fall across your desk and how do they get on the same like, how do you prioritize choosing the name video and like choosing how you're going to allocate your time for mm-hmm. videos like that when you're also doing ones for like heavy hitters that you know will be big engagement, but, um, right. and very beneficial to you, like Amber Filler Up name videos, yes. and another Kylie video and, ex- and stuff like that? Yes, that is a great question because that has been something I've really had to think about on my on my journey um, because I go a lot based off of what people comment, what people request. Um, And I like look at who's getting requested a ton. But I realized once I started doing that more, it was not as fun. 
like mm-hmm. to do the one when I did Yasmin Sw- Switzer, the teen mom. See, I don't it even was know who not. That is. It yeah. She's a oh okay. So she's a Hawaii mom, but she's not Mormon. She's not in Hawaii anymore. But at one point, so she had kids when she was. 16, 17, and then just had her third at age 21, I think. So totally different realm, but I was getting her requested all the time. She has a huge following. So I did it. It was a terrible time. Like it was just not fun. Yeah. Um, So that was a a good, good reminder of like, you know what? I'm just going to do what's fun to me. Um, And so I really, I'll, I pay attention to who gets requested it a lot but if I see a name that's just like oh I haven't seen anyone else say that name I am more likely to go look up that person mm-hmm. because the chances are it's that it's going to be someone a little more niche a little more low uh on the the influencer totem pole but like a lot more fun to do um and really it comes down to the first glance of their their Instagram aesthetic, because a lot of the big influencers kind of have the same aesthetic as this at this point, you know, Mm -hmm. everyone's either like trying to be like, Willa, are they going to name the baby Willa? (laughs) Everyone, everyone's mom to Willa. Everyone either has like the Kylie Jenner type of aesthetic or the Amber filler up type of aesthetic aspiring to be like that. And so when I see one where it's like, Oh, she looks like she lives in a one room schoolhouse and everything is the same color. This is really fascinating. It's so much more fun. And then getting to interact with those people is so much more fun. And their followers are much more excited and genuine and thoughtful and people that I want to interact with. Okay. And then this follow-up question is not to like gas you up. And if it makes you feel uncomfy, just be like, Mary, what do you think? Have you ever looked at any of these, like, again, people that were putting in the micro influencer under 70 K realm. Have you ever looked at like their social blade after? No, what? I don't even know what that is. Tell me what that is. Okay. So I don't know what it is. Okay. So, I mean, my, like a big part of my work is just finding which influencers are faking their engagement, faking their, um, Mm. their followers or whatever. And that's not all social blade is used for, but social blade just tracks on a graph people's gains and losses and followers and gains and losses and engagement on like a day-to-day basis. Um, so in like, when you're looking to see like, is this person legitimate or not? There's Mm, many ways to tell if somebody's a legitimate account, but number one, I mean, number one, you just kind of look at how many followers do they have? Oh, they have a hundred thousand. Oh, but they're getting like 26 likes, obviously, you know, like, right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or if you click on their follower list and you scroll through a bunch of Middle Eastern accounts or something like Mm, do these people speak the same language. No, probably fake. But also if you go on social blade and you see big groups of like, oh, they bounced up 600 followers in one day. And then the next day they bounced up like 27. Mm, Something seems weird here. Mm, Like, unless they had a viral moment. But right. anyway, I was wondering, do you check Social Blade to see if your videos give these micro micro influencers like a little boost? Oh, that is a good question. I had never looked at it, but I do remember when I first looked at Amanda Paul's account um, and compared to what it is today, I think we we both boosted each other quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, at least it's mutual. Oh, it's not loading. But um, yeah, I know that with hers, there was... Um, there, there was a, there was a boost on both of our ends. The funny thing is, okay. Cause I don't know about your experience, but 
getting followers on TikTok is way easier than getting followers on Instagram in you know this current day. I feel like almost opposite. <gasps> I don't really? know. I mean, I have more followers on TikTok, but I've been like consistently getting million view videos on TikTok or whatever once every two weeks or so. And then throughout the week, I get a couple hundred thousand, 500,000 view videos. Right. Uh-huh. But maybe it's different. You know what? I think that it's different because we do completely different things. Because if it was an yes. account like you or like a cooking account or like a story time account or something, and I mm-hmm. knew I wanted more of that content, I would mm-hmm. follow. But if I'm just scrolling through and I'm seeing funny content or like slightly informative content or whatever I do on my TikTok, I would fave it, but like I would have no reason to to follow but like it's so mm-hmm. crazy because I mean I I'm consistently like getting good views but then like the TikTok followers like roll in so slowly which is totally fine yeah it's, it's a process yeah that's so interesting it really just like depends on what it what I don't know everything everyone offers something different and the thing I because I'll when I know that there's like a an influencer having a baby sometime too soon I'll follow them and sometimes it's pleasant. And sometimes I'm just like, get this baby out. I need to unfollow this person. Mm-hmm. I hate this. I hate the swipe ups. I hate the reels and the like totally mundane, superficial money making uh, Insta stories. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's something I want to get into a little bit later um, with one of our topics, because Lately, it's kind of like dawned on me. Well, I'm going to like put a pin in this one. Yes, do it. Because if we neglect to talk about Kylie, just changing the name, I'll oh never my forgive gosh. myself ever. We need to start here right now. Okay. What's I'm just staring on? at her real quick. And I know that you guys can't tell that because this is a podcast, but just like staring at in like a, what the heck? What? Yeah. This is wild. I have so many questions. One is how long ago did she change it? Because the know? baby was born February 2nd, right? Yes. And it's the end of March right now. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously the baby would never be actually named Astro after everything that happened. You know what? A lot of TikTokers would disagree with you. (laughs) I hate to break it to you people on TikTok, (laughs) but people did die. (laughs) People did die. Please do not choose that baby name. Yeah. But I really wonder... In like a weird mental gymnastics way. I remember when I was pregnant with my first. And her name is Piper. And the whole pregnancy, I was pretty sure it was Piper, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, very mm-hmm. sure. I give birth to her. And my whole pregnancy, I have like a vision of like what this baby's going to look like. I push her out. I look at her. That's not the baby I was thinking of. That's not Piper. Mm-hmm. I can't name mm-hmm. her Piper. So I was like, there, high on epidural. The only thrill a Christian woman can get. And was just thinking, I have to name this baby something else just because it's like so different than like the mental picture. So I kind of wonder if she was always maybe thinking of like naming the baby Astro or something. Uh huh. And then, but like that's such a long shot theory. I know. I know. You wonder is Wolf the name she always had picked out or was Wolf like a last minute change? Like if you had changed your baby at the last minute and then it's like, oh no, I should have gone with the what I thought of for months yeah. and months and months. I or really like, was it even wonder. supposed to be Travis? Like, was it supposed to be a junior situation? 
Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, because they could have even went Scott because that's not, but then they have a Scott in the family. Right. Because the last name was Webster. It's not like the last name is Scott. Yeah. And I really wonder, like, would backlash about the ex-best friend be a, a reason? I don't know. Like, if she would, if she had already, she already chose the name. So it's not like the, the that possible backlash held her back mm-hmm. from doing it. So it's hard to imagine it being a reason like, oh, you know what? The backlash I'm getting is really bumming me out now that the baby's here. I don't know. I I have definitely been thinking what could she be choosing? I'm worried though she's just straight up not going to ever tell us. Do you think that's possible? I would say that Kylie is the Kardashian most in charge of her narrative and like the um the information that gets out. I would say like out of all of them, she is the one that's able to keep things most under wraps. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if there ever was a Kardashian that would be able to conceal a baby name, it would be her. Yeah. But still next to impossible. I next mean, how impossible. at what point does the public record just intervene? You know, exactly. Exactly. And at what point is it even I totally understand the reasons to keep a baby name private. But like, at what point is it actually uh, hurting the family? Like, I'm just imagining like a situation where people are trying to get to Stormy so that Stormy will tell them the name. You know, that's scary. That's that's bad. Yeah, I just I don't think I don't think that could stay hidden for long. But yeah. like. How long? It goes into like a bigger, like Kylie question in general. Like, okay, how long are we going to, you know, pretend like the Travis Scott thing like didn't happen? Or how long until he needs to do like some kind of tell-all? How long until they start going out publicly again? How long until he rebrands as just like the family man? How long until they just kick him to the curb? How like, yeah, yeah, because they were broken up before she got pregnant. Her getting pregnant was kind of a surprise. Yeah. And I wonder, the thing that we can honestly never know is say say she comes out tomorrow with an Insta story with the name. It could be totally made up. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's nothing stopping influencers or celebrities from just giving us a fake name. Yeah. I mean, I know influencers who, who do that or like they have like names for their kids that they use on social media or that on social media, they call them by their middle names or that mm-hmm. kind of thing. There's literally no, no way of ever knowing if she's going to give us the real juice. But I mean, curious nonetheless, what she'll, what she will say at some point. I think it would be really interesting as just like a study to see when the tide changed for like baby privacy Because I remember, like, back in the day, I would watch, like, the YouTube daily vloggers. Like, I'd watch, like, Shaytards every day as, like, a ninth grader. Like, I loved it. Yep. And they were all, like, Suntard, Princess Tard, Baby Tard, whatever. Which, like, now saying that out loud, I'm like, oh, my goodness. I know. I I I often think about, like, oh, my, the uh, political correctness of the early 2000s. And then, like, Shay Carl just ended up being, like. So oh yes, that's a that's a whole other yeah that was whole a whole other journey. topic. But yes, I remember bloggers where they would call their kids by their first initial, like mm-hmm. baby W. I remember a baby W. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at some point that went away. No, and I really wondered like when around 
I wonder if it was like from the end of like the blogspot era of mm-hmm. influencers to living on Instagram. Because you think about the mm-hmm. ones that were able to successfully make the switch. So like we're talking like Taza, Amber Filler up, um yeah. Stacy Lang, like she doesn't have like a huge following anymore, but like her clothing company is really successful. Like she mm-hmm. was able to make the blog spot to Instagram transition, you know. Yeah, and it's interesting to think about even when all those blogspot people went to Instagram first, their their own username was like their blog. Mm-hmm. It was pink peonies and barefoot blonde. And for the most part, that's been scrapped or turned into like its own business entity. But yeah, like that's a lifestyle. On Instagram, it is your it is your own full name. It mm-hmm. is about you and your family. Yeah. Oh my. So rapid fire. Give me like just like three guesses for this for uh, for Kylie's name. Yes. Okay. So here's here's the thing that before I say that the thing that I think is very helpful actually about the concept of wolf being scrapped is that the thing I find really helpful when I do like a baby name consult or prediction or anything is I want to know the names that they've given their kids and names that they love, but they're not going to use. And that can be like, for so many different reasons, it could be like, I love this name, but it doesn't work with our last name. I love this name, but it just like, doesn't work. Yeah. You know, I, I love it, but not for my child, you know, like my cousin named a baby that yes. or something. Exactly. So the fact that she named a baby wolf and then redacted it, is like the most supreme example of names we love but won't be using. So now you have a name she's used, a name she loved but is no longer using. And I feel like all of the thoughts I had about um, predicting for Wolf's name um, are still true. Like the kind of names she likes, we still have a more full picture of that now because we know she liked Wolf even though she didn't use it. Mm-hmm. So um, some of the things I talked about that like make the, those two names cohesive were like, there's like a nature theme. There's like, there's like an energy or like, like grandeur, power. They're kind of ominous naturey names. Um, I also... I also said there was a sexual energy to both names. Not if anyone... Would agree though. Not- if anyone's not seen my explanation of that I do not think the children have a sexual energy it's just like the names out of context have like possibly like an exotic dancer vibe like I could see like a gross vitamin at like a gas station being named like like you know those like sexy weird like vitamin maybe just because I live in Vegas like I see those every time I go get gas like I could see any of those being branded as wolf or stormy Absolutely, absolutely. In the kindest, non-sexualizing children way possible. Absolutely. Very different. So I think, okay, I think those things could still be true. It's just not Wolf. So I wonder if, because Stormy to me, I don't know, it feels cuter. It's a cuter name. I feel like Kylie, like I watched her um, her video today that, what is it called? To My Son. And like, mm-hmm. she's just, she was really cute with Stormy. And I feel like maybe Wolf was just like not, it wasn't it for for that realm. I feel like it could still be naturey and powerful. I right off the top of my head was thinking tree types. Like I could see birch or oak or timber. You know, just like they're not full out wolf, mm-hmm. but they still are 
strong-ish and naturey, and they fit in with stormy. I think yeah. those are just off the top. I mean, this news we got like what an hour ago, so this is truly fresh off the mind. I but feel like timber. I feel like timber sounds like the most likely out of those three. You know, mm-hmm. like I feel like it sounds like the most um, like not a ounce of like femininity to it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I could I could see it. I could see Timber. I also wrote down Grove, but then I was like, oh, Grover. Isn't Grover mm. Sesame Street? Yeah, but... I think it, maybe it's like a little bit too off, but that was my first thought. was like, okay, I'm seeing a scene of like wolf, storm, nature, mountains, trees. So I went the tree direction. As my I love first it. Thought. Thank you. I love it. I... And that is really nice that she gave you like the that she gave you personally. She me. <laughs> that she personally blessed you with um with the rename. Cause I keep thinking about like the logistics of like how do you even change a baby's name? Pop quiz. Mm. You probably already know it's gonna be like no brainer. Maybe. Do you remember the influencer that like named her baby, posted it, posted like the cute little hello, my name is whatever, changes the name. Haley Devine. Yep. 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 Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? I remember that. And I, and she named her baby Jade. I don't remember the middle name. I think it was like Jade. Was it Gemma also? Or Olivia? Was it Jade Olivia Devine? Am I creepy? Am I calling myself out? Or is it now Gemma Olivia? I just, I know the first name was Jade. And I remember, I'm, this is going to sound fake. I swear to you, this is true. I saw that and thought, uh, that's not it. That's not it. Jade Divine is hard. It is. Yeah, it doesn't roll off the tongue well. As a fellow person with a hard D. That sounded weird. As a. (laughs) My last name is Arnt. No, that's. A prominent. No, that's still. Yeah, prominent D. You've got the D. My my name's got the D. It's hard (laughs) to use D's in other names. Or tease. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Jade Divine. Yeah, Even I just, I knew, I knew that it wasn't right. I knew that it wasn't the right name. And when she changed it, I don't know, maybe that's part of my origin story. And I'm just realizing it now. But I knew that that was, that needed to happen. That is a moment that the good Lord blessed you with your power. Is like, exactly. ah, she recognized it. Exactly. You recognized it. Anyway, <laughs> congratulations, Kylie Jenner. We're so happy for your second chance at uh you know at a uh, name and name and babes um yeah, can't ready. can't wait to see what you have in store for us or if you uh if you let us know even um yep. okay so from here what sounds like the most fun for you to talk about ooh let's see you gave me a nice list and there was it was great cuz there was options here here of topics that i know some things about and then there were some that i totally have no clue about what would you would you rather do more conversation or would you like to teach me I am here to learn from you I oh my god the, the people are here for you I you know um mm. I oh, wait, go ahead I've had a lot of thoughts about nepotism babies lately I mean it's mm-hmm. what has uh taken Instagram and TikTok and everything by storm I think that e-news has um made their Instagram ad money purely off the fact of just telling people that the Apatows are all related this past month. 
Like I think every day in the last month they've had some kind of post like Maud Apatow was always daddy's little girl. Look at this cute Apatow family. Did he know that there's also an Apatow little sister named Iris? Like ever since the euphoria finale, like it's just been one Apatow nepotism post per day. So is that, is that the reason that nepotism babies is, is trending right now because of euphoria? I think because of Maude Apatow. Do you know who Maude Apatow is? Nope. I mean, heard the name, but no, literally nothing. Do you know who Judd Apatow is? No, that's a fantastic name though. He is the writer and director um, of like America's favorite movies. So 40 year old virgin knocked up um, Uh, involved in the Anchorman movies. This is 40. Uh, So just kind of like movies like that. And then Maude, his daughter was always like the little girl in those movies. Mm. And um, Judd Apatow produced Girls and Maude Apatow was in Girls, the show. Um, and now she's like one of the stars of Euphoria. She was not really in season one, but for some reason they made her like the key figure of season two, which was very weird. And people thought it was for nepotism reasons. Wait, did you say her her dad is is part of producing Euphoria or no? He's not involved in Euphoria, okay. but okay. she's always been involved in HBO. I see. And the euphoria is on HBO. And also her mom is Leslie Mann, somebody that you would definitely recognize if you saw her. Wait, let me, let's look. Um, yeah, in- as you were talking about it, I I did look up some list of nepotism. Ba- oh, Leslie Mann. Yeah. I like her. Yeah, so like, that's the mom. Judd Apatow's the dad. And, but what really spurred my thoughts on nepotism babies was last night I was watching this movie called um oh my goodness why can't i remember the name of it i can't remember the name of it because the movie had a really stupid name for what the movie was okay yeah it's called windfall which still don't know why it was called windfall it's a new movie Mm -hmm. on netflix i really recommend it um it's a like a three-person cast of just jason siegel um and lily collins and i hate myself that i can't remember this other guy's name Oh, I saw you, you posted about this. Mary to Kirsten Dunst, Jesse Plemons, Jesse Plemons. Yes, that is, um, that's a lot of great faces together. Yeah. And it's just them like for the whole movie. Right. Oh, wow. And, and so, I know from my Googling that Lily Collins. Nepotism baby. Baby. And why did we never realize that her last name is literally Collins? Yes. So like, Bill so Collins. I've known it because she got the, um, well, like way back in the day, she got the role of Snow White when she was yes. like, she had never acted before. And then they just kind of gave her this role. And that was like a big triumph in nepotism. No, she had been in like a few random things, I think, like mm-hmm. a few like small roles and stuff. But this was like a huge starring role. I forget what else she was in, but she was in like a few other like little random shows. Um, You're and like she was before the blind side. Yeah. And I was like, and she was in the blind side. Mm, yep. But. Um, last night I was watching this movie, much like when I was watching Emily in Paris, it also stars Lily Collins, blown away by her beauty, right? Oh my gosh. Yes. A perfect looking human. Actually perfect. Yes. And it's easy for me to look at these perfect people in a non-self-deprecating way, just real, real calling out real. She's so beautiful. And it's easy to say, well, anybody could be beautiful if you're like super rich famous and have very famous parents right Mm -hmm. but then it presented me with a chicken or the egg type situation 
is she so beautiful because she has the money to for maintenance she grew up probably in like a health conscious way and beauty was always a priority or is she so beautiful because her dad was so famous where he was able to find somebody very beautiful to procreate with back in the day, thus creating wow. this beautiful nepotism baby. So is that why the nepotism babies are so beautiful? Because they're, they're the kids of beautiful people who like, I mean, cause I looked it up last night, Phil Collins back in his heyday, attractive, wouldn't have looked twice at him if I was walking down the street and I saw him probably agreed if I didn't yeah. know him. Right. But he had the advantage of finding a very beautiful woman because he was mm-hmm. Phil, I think Collins, the creator of the Tarzan soundtrack. Yes. I wonder That's this too. creating because... a beautiful woman. Is it money or is I it was... the, yeah, the luck I, of being I wonder this a lot too because um, the, the male equivalent, a man that I, an actor man who I say, he's too beautiful, is apparently a nepotism baby. I learned earlier today, Chris Pines. He is? So, okay, here's the, thing, here's the thing. I'm sure you've seen some discussion of people saying, like, what is the true definition of, an, uh, definition of a nepotism baby? Do they have to have celebrity parents who are actors? Do they just, you know, what's the, what's the real definition? He was on the list because his grandfather was the president of Hollywood Bar Association. And I don't know what is, I think his parents were something in the industry as well. I don't know. Mm. That's not as strong of an example as Phil Collins. Yeah. But I had to mention him because he is the most beautiful man to the point that I actually have a hard time watching movies with him because I don't know. I feel like he should just be in the Sims. Like he can't, you can't have that face and be a real person in the real world. What about Um, his new look? Oh my gosh. See, still a fan. Arguably, I think it's doing better things for him because it's bringing him down to our level. I gotten more relatable. He's one of those where I've always said, like, I'm glad that you have him. People that think that he's very hot, like, and Mm -hmm. I could see that he's attractive, but like, he wasn't like, when you put all of your energy physically, mentally, emotionally into Robert Pattinson as a person, it's hard (laughs) to deviate for other white men around the same age absolutely so i've always looked at like i'm glad that people have him but these new pictures of him my goodness you're 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 a fan or you're not a fan oh a fan oh good oh good a huge fan huge fan good yes and maybe it is like the roughing up of it all yes it's helping it's helping and i yeah i just i wonder about these nepotism babies just how are they also hot or are we just are we seeing a skewed data set because the ugly nepotism babies they're accountants now they they work they're they're uh backstage you know they're not the leads and maybe is there an influx of nepotism babies just because of the influx of content the opportunity Mm -hmm. Like the pool of babies that could be nepotism babies, babies, these these grown adults. Um, the pool of these people is so much larger because there's so much more content now. Yeah, yeah. And, I but feel like, like the nepotism baby argument, I remember when Girls came out, wow, this is the second reference to the HBO show Girls in the last 10 minutes. Thank you all for listening today. Um, 
when girls came out, everybody said this is like a gross show of nepotism. And mm. their reasons were really stupid. So Allison Williams, who played Marnie, did you ever watch that show? No, I did not. It's, it's one of my favorite shows of all time. I think that I think it's worth the watch for everybody. The bad seasons are real bad. Stick with it. Adam Driver, hot. Oh, wait, he's in it? Yeah, he's Where like the star. In? Oh my gosh, what? Okay, it's on my list. It's like, but also like prepare to see a side of him that you've never seen before. Like his butt? Meaning like, yes, his butt. But also, he's like not the greatest dude in okay. a few of the seasons, but then he like sometimes redeems himself, sometimes doesn't. Anyway, okay. um, it's a great show. Allison Williams plays Marnie on that show. Her dad, newscaster legend, Brian Williams. Notorious liar, Brian Williams. Mm. That's her dad. But then Lena Dunham, the star of it, her mom was like an artist and her dad was a photographer, both very high up in the art world. But people would say that she was a nepotism baby and that she only got to where she was because of her parents. Mm. But I'm like, I don't think that Mm. like HBO is looking for children of photographers to be like, here's a show. Right. Then the other girl that was on it, Zasha Mamet, her grandpa wrote The Sound of Music. And a bunch of oh. other plays. So that was like legitimate nepotism. And then um, Jessa, what's her name? Jemima Kirk. Mm. Big nepotism family. Like her dad was in a rock band. And all her siblings are like now have famous husbands. And all her siblings have different accents, which is weird. Like, Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Ooh. Anyway, that's just okay. a rant. But that was like a big show of nepotism according to some people but like to me i'm like nobody's getting a show because their father is a photographer or because yeah. he was in a band in the 80s i don't know i f- yeah i do feel like nepotism babies need like different classifications mm-hmm. the the most prominent would would be where both parents are also hollywood actors who are like a list maybe b list yeah you know that's really different than any type of nepotism baby where the parent is not an actor like there's like there's the ones where it's like a league of their own where the fact that they're the children of these parents elevates them to a level of a-list automatically where it almost like eclipses it like like jaden smith and willow smith yeah you know like they're already they were born a-list it it's almost not even fair to call them nepotism babies because they're stars onto themselves at this point right that's true that's true but then if like did you see do you remember uh Ponyo? Yes. Did you <laughs> Frankie Jonas? Yeah, I was like, what's that Frankie Jonas and uh Noah Frankie Cyrus? Jonas. Yeah. That I mean that's it's that funny thing where depending on your viewpoint, it's either like, oh, that's really like cute and like fun, or like that's not fair. I think about this a lot, especially with cartoons, because cartoons are the kind of thing where they used to you used to have a category of actors who were voice actors i mean mm-hmm. i'm sure that is that still exists but um now when you have a big hit movie you gotta have big hit names that aren't known for being just voice actors they are dwayne the rock johnson you know they are whatever frankie jonas they're that's the appeal and i think that's very interesting that in a way that connection is a selling point of like how do we drum up hype for this movie like oh what if it was starring the daughter of this really beloved actor 
it's clever because especially if you're looking at nepotism babies who are still young and it's like Mm -hmm. a movie for young people it almost makes the movie appealing to those young people the same age as that child or teen actor and older people who are thinking like oh I used to love actor so and so in that movie this movie has his daughter that's so sweet I want to see it I I agree with that too because it's always so weird what they think will bring people out you know Mm -hmm. I um this is a side rant but if this is your first time tuning in I'm a little too passionate about like movies and like award shows and celebrity culture and stuff in that way if I were to like fix animated movies or anything and like just make them better in one simple like swoop it would be to create a category at the Oscars for like best vocal performance in like an animated movie because people are like so thirsty for their Oscar and for their EGOT they'll like really like train as like vocal performers and stuff like so they're still going to give these roles to like the rock but like how else Mm -hmm. is the rock going to ever get an oscar you know like he doesn't do those kind of movies unless however they ever make the hamilton movie and cast him as george washington which i think should happen anyway oh my gosh wow yeah powerful. you're like wow that's a that is an idea mary that is those are a stream of words (laughs) that you just said you freaking psychopath um but anyway like a way to make animated movies really, really good and really, really elevate them is to create a category at the Oscars for animated voice performance. So then The Rock will be incentivized to really, really train and bring it and stuff so then he can finally get his Oscar, get his EGOT, eventually do whatever he wants. That's to. a great idea. Because when in the Oscars, if you are not, if the, the category of like best actor, best actress, is that the, do they ever have animated? No. So they okay, have to be- yeah, on film there was like a scandal a really long time ago when they were still making lord of the rings movies where they either wanted to nominate or they rescinded the nomination of the guy who played Gollum. is that how you say his name oh that's interesting because it's like sort of him but sort of not yeah and like they were saying that there wasn't enough of his face on it even though it was like his body through technology somehow i haven't seen the movies i don't know interesting it is interesting yeah it's real mm. does he know it's a it's a little bit of useless information but anyway those That's were just some nepotism episode. baby thoughts i had really like yes. what came first the chicken or the egg what came first good genetics or mm. beautiful people money. because of money or <laughs> are the beautiful people produced because of money you know love that love that question love that um while we're on the quick uh topic of the oscars so we could just like glance over this and then just go rogue. Sure. Rachel Ziegler, have you seen West Side Story? Do you like musicals? No, I love musicals, but I rarely see new musicals. It is on my to-do list, as is In the Heights. I have not seen either of those. I just, okay, this is how behind I am. Um, I just watched Mamma Mia 2. Okay, that's a great week. one. Um, so no have not seen West Side Story, but I know that it is nominated for Oscars, right? Yes, it is nominated for seven Oscars this year, including Best Picture and um, Best Supporting Actress. Rachel Ziegler was not nominated, but she was Maria. She was like the the leading role. The lead. Mm -hmm. And the movie kind of, you know, like crumbles without her. Um, 
but she was not invited to the Oscars this year, which is both the fault of the Academy and of Disney because Disney, the Academy says like, oh, well, Disney was given so many tickets and they could have given her one, but they didn't. And the Academy today announced their list of presenters, like people that the Academy was like, hey, we have to invite these people to the Oscars. The list includes DJ Khaled, Tony Hawk, Sean White, Kelly Slater, the surfer. Um, oh. It's like a very long, Sean Mendez. There's a long oh. list of random people. Yeah. Um, but not the star and uh, award show darling, uh, Rachel Ziegler. She's, so it's very puzzling, like why she got nominated. And my conspiracy theory is. Ooh, is that, please share. Do you know who Ansel Elgort is? Yeah. Okay. Do you know about his controversy? Yes. So to catch everyone up to speed, and I'm just going to really give like a glancing over of the situation. It's like much more deep than I'm going to boil it down to. But before they filmed West Side Story, everything was fine. After the filming and the pandemic had started, there were allegations about misconduct um, with Ansel Elgort and an underage girl that came out. Um, but like the movie was finished, done, edited, everything. Like they couldn't go reshoot him. He is uh, Tony in West Side Story. He they is couldn't the star. They could not edit him out. Um, and then also like there were people on the studio side saying that the claims were uh, refuted and illegitimate and so, like it was it was very very messy but anyway a big question on everybody's mind has been are they going to invite Ansel Elgort to the Oscars because he starred in this movie oh are you saying that if they don't invite her then it's okay that they didn't invite him and vice versa I, like I feel like in a weird they're both or neither I feel like in a weird twisted way they're um also Ansel Elgort mild nepotism baby people say because of his connections to hollywood this might be like a reason why people are afraid to like step on his toes and also steven spielberg very powerful in hollywood and directed and created not created west side story but you know this version of it yeah very strong proponent of the ansel elgort is innocent camp oh my conspiracy theory is that the easiest way for them to get around this was just to say only the actually nominated invited so ansel elgart no rachel ziegler no only um uh what's her name the one that was yeah uh, the supporting actress yeah but now i can't remember her name my goodness i'll never forgive myself ever not until the day i can't remember um starts with an a know that anyway (laughs) that's my conspiracy theory but she's not nominated although uh you know, she was, or she's not invited, although she was a star and Sean yeah. Mendez was invited. It's interesting because in some ways it, it, it reminds me of the issue of nepotism babies where we like what once was like, oh, that's so cool. They're, re- they're related to, you know, this old Hollywood star, like Drew Barrymore. We're like, mm-hmm. oh, that's so cool that like her grandma was a star. And now with today's lens, we, we see these issues as an issue of privilege Mm-hmm. And I see that with uh, this West, West Side Story issue where you see Rachel with, I look, because I hadn't seen, it, I looked at her IMDb today and what she's been in five films. Like this is like her first movie that she was actually in. Like this is like the first yeah. time she was on screen. Yeah. And so it's, it's unfortunate they're making that decision because it feels 
like putting down someone where it's like, oh, they're, they're a nobody. Mm -hmm. They don't have connections. This is like their first role. It feels like an issue of privilege Mm -hmm. in some ways. And it's like, oh, well, like in Ansel Elgort overshadowed her movie hugely. A lot of people like blame the non-success of a West Side Story to Ansel Elgort. I don't believe that's true. I don't think enough people know about it or care to really make like that big of an impact on box office sales. But if we are taking an opportunity for this girl, the belle of the ball, this would have been because she was like plucked from YouTube and from like a high school stage. Steven Spielberg saw this video of her singing um, Shallow by Lady Gaga, wanted her to audition and then her whole life changes. Wow. And then we would have gotten to see her at the Oscars. And honestly, I, I assume this will all be fixed by like Wednesday. They're going to find honestly, an invite for her. She, she already has her dress. Like she's she's going to go. I'm sure. Yeah. Like they're not going to make this day. Um, Mark my words. But like the idea of them taking this moment from her and from all of us to comfort this man who <sighs> probably did some bad stuff, but is still going to be in a lot of movies. He's still booked and busy. Sucks. Mm-hmm. It freaking sucks. That's a really good perspective. I hate that. I love that you said it and I hate it. Thank you. I, uh, I hate it. And, um, I must also say that her name is Ariana DeBoss. And, um, I should have, I should have known she was the bullet in Hamilton in the original Broadway cast. Oh, Um, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Anyway, um, from there, uh, I guess we could pick up that conversation and we'll just kind of close out here. I did want to mm-hmm. um, say happy 10 year anniversary to uh, Coney 2012, the phenomenon that was Coney 2012. Were you involved in that okay. at all? This is remember when I was saying there's some topics here that I've got knowledge on and some that I am a blank slate. Somehow, despite being in a fully formed human adult stage at that point, I know nothing. I don't know what was going on in my life, but I know nothing. So I would love if you could explain it to me like I'm five. All right. Well, we don't have to deep dive on it too much um, just because I value your time. But (laughs) Coney 2012 was back in March of 2012. There it is. There was this video by this organization called the Invisible Children. And it was like, one of like the first like viral movement videos. I remember when it dropped, like it was very big on, um, I think it was Facebook. I don't think it was MySpace. Yeah. Cause it was, if it was 2012, nobody was on MySpace. But Facebook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was definitely like Facebook. It landed. It was like this 30 minute long video of this white guy named Jason Russell talking about his organization, the invisible children, how he had like, gone to um gone to africa on like a it looked like a christian missionary type trip and learned of this uh army called like the children's uh confederate army or something and that there was this man named coney can't remember his last name i want to say joseph i really don't think that was it his last name was coney uh, could i have looked this up sure last name coney <laughs> was employing this like army of children and making him like fight for them and that they were like starving and being taken away from their homes. And um, that this guy was like a war criminal 
And the whole video, like object of the video was people need to know about this man. He is evil. Um, we're trying to make Coney famous. So on this day, um, I'm pretty sure they picked 420 for some reason on 420. Nice. And I remember that because I, um, it was the same day as Coachella and uh, of Easter and uh, busy day. I know. And I, like, I lived in the Coachella Valley. So like I went to Coachella every year. I was like a high schooler and everybody was like, it's going to be the craziest Coachella ever because of Coney 2012. We're going to make Coney famous at Coachella. It's going to be insane. Um, but anyway, people were going so nuts. They had like George Clooney in this video. And it was just this video saying like, this guy's a war criminal. We need to make him the most famous person ever. Please buy all these stickers and all these kits from us and just vandalize everything. It was like the Joe Biden did the stickers of uh, 2012 uh, of like, yep. stick these stickers everywhere and um, and make Coney famous. And then um, from there, it was like two days of him, like just living the high life. This The guy that made this video, Jason Russell and his wife, people mm. were very in love with it. People were supporting him. And then some people came on. They were like, mm, my parents are from that area in Africa. That's not going on. And uh that like that guy's been dead for like a long time and um yeah like so there was like the truth was never really like was like coming out and um the uh then the thing that happened with this coney 2012 thing was jason russell was facing so much criticism from people where he had i shouldn't laugh where he had a nervous breakdown and went on the streets of Venice Boulevard naked, masturbating on film. Like TMZ was just there no. in his face while he was like having this mental breakdown. He's like flailing his hands around. Like he's, you could still watch it on YouTube. Like oh, just losing no. his mind. And it like was all in the span of like two weeks. Like he went from being like nobody to like overnight. Like this was one of the most viral videos of all time to people were calling him out on BS. And then people were saying like, there's a lot of sketchy stuff happening with the funding. My, um, it's funny. Cause like my like personal connection to it was I knew this dude who thought he was like way more of a big deal than he was. And he worked for invisible children for like a summer before all this stuff mm. happened. And he was in the video for like a split second. He was like kind of in the video and like they, took a tweet from his Twitter, screenshotted it and put it in the video. And like, he thought he was like so important. And I thought he was so important because I just wanted to be a part of something. And I was like, this is so cool. I like, therefore you are important. I like, I took him to soup plantation the next day. So he could just tell me about the whole thing. But then he's like, yeah, the employees, you know, things weren't always great. Um, But anyway, it turned out that the guy wasn't like, there's financial problems. He goes on Oprah. He has a mental breakdown. He's masturbating on Venice Boulevard. It's this like huge thing. And then it just dies. And then the family turned into a vlogging family. It turned, in, it turned into a vlogging family? Oh, yes. no. Of like adventurers. Like they, they were honestly pre-bucket list family people. Like they were doing the bucket oh list gosh. family thing. Do they have any children named Indy? No. I think that they're weirder. It's like um, Danger and Darling. Oh, no. Oh, that is worse. Those might be middle names, but I think that those were the first names. Um, Imagine if I use my brain space like for literally anything else. Anyway, happy 10-year anniversary to uh, Coney 2012. What a time to be alive. 
Tony. I'm, I'm okay that I missed it because that synopsis was uh, up and down roller coaster from beginning to end. Yes, it was. Um, speaking of, uh, just kidding, I was going to try to make a stupid segue. Um, oh, fun fact, my little sister just texted me and said, no way is she going to be on the podcast. I love her. About Aww. Congrats. Thanks, Mary's little sister. Yeah, thanks, Anna. Shout out. Um, shout out. Anyway, um, this was just like one last topic of discussion. And I want to uh, start with and kind of like get your broad thoughts on in the world of like influencing and everything. There's often the question of like, how long is this sustainable? Who's going to survive? Who's going to make the cut? These people that are earning so much money right now through affiliate stuff, is this what they're planning on doing in 10 years? And is it possible as an influencer to pivot your brand, change it, keep it changing with the times? Um, and this uh, was kind of, I was like inspired, inspired, spiritually inspired to talk about this because an account fell across my desk this week that I forgot about. Her name was Colette Prime. And I think now it's like Colette Claire on Instagram. Back in the day, um, in 2020, I made a short note so I could really cut a clear line through this. Um, Colette Prime, did you know of her? I did not. I watched some of the stuff you sent. I wanted to know, is the prime of her name for Amazon Prime or is that a I think so. Okay. I think it was like for Amazon Prime and I think it was also to be like, I'm in my prime. Nice. Wordplay. Thing. Um, so Clip Prime, she used to be like a run of the mill, kind of like an OG swipe up influencer, like was kind of doing like the buy guide, like here's just a bunch of links, you know, like yeah. I'm really pretty. I buy a bunch of crap on Amazon and you can be pretty and buy crap on Amazon too. Look, you're so lucky. You could do this fun stuff. Um, anyway, so she used to be like a run of the mill swipe up influencer. Um, then tale as old as time. I like, this is a point where I lost track of her. Like she was clip prime and then she was nobody to me. Like did not follow this, figured all this out a couple days ago. 2020. She um, fell down a save the children's rabbit hole. Ah. Um, started with just like, we shouldn't traffic children. That's a fine idea. Sure. That's sure. all right. Yeah. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. I'm sure you yes. do as well. Um, yes. Anyway, she fell down a save the children's rabbit hole and then quickly went to children are being in trafficked in wake fair cabinet packages. Amazon pillows and that kind of stuff. Um, and then like she went from there to like the Save the Children Operation Underground Railroad, Tim Ballard route, mm. which for a non-LDS yeah. person, odd. Yes. Yes, you are exactly right. Tim Ballard, LDS influencers, and the giant Jesus painting all coexist in the same part of a Venn diagram. Yes all coexist in like the part of the internet where like I'll look, I'll peek in, but I don't want to follow. But like, I want to know everything about them because I'm snarky, but I want yep. no engagement and I will never use a coupon code, you know? Good. Yes. You're doing your, you're doing your civic duty. Thank you. Thank you. Um, 
So then from the Tim Ballard route, she then went on that pipeline to QAnon, posting link trees full of links for Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Clinton um, about Hillary Clinton drinking baby blood and Tom Hanks and Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. So like, and it was very quick. Like, I think it like all happened in quarantine where she was like posting in like April, like, this is so crazy. Like COVID, ha ha ha. What, what the heck? 2022 weeks to stop the curve. Then it was like injecting baby's blood. Chrissy Teigen. Why is she doing this pizza game? Um, And then August, 2020, uh, she then was saved by the good Lord, uh, she says, and um, she now posts videos about like being a born again Christian, but it's very, very like extreme and it's very like demon heavy and like no yes. witches and no um, Halloween. And like um, if you have good imagination, you can't have good imagination anymore because Satan is going to use yes. it and make you think of lust. And like her whole um, TikTok persona now and internet persona is born again, saved Christian, saved by the grace. The devil is in your mind at all times, unless you're praying. The thing I wish her account had, maybe you know more, maybe she does. Does she ever like affiliate with a church? Not that I was able to tell. I was trying to see, I'm like, did she even get hill songed? Like what happened here? Did she get like the Christ Hill or anything like that? Yeah, Nothing oh that yeah. I, could like, tell. What, I feel like in those those churches that are very heavy in that way are also heavy on like converting and and baptizing and like directing. She should have a swipe up link to to her her church, yeah. the gospel. So I, that's that's the part I'm really curious about. Like, what is it actually? And it seemed like she like quickly eloped. And then also it seems like she possibly lost ties with her family because of um, her ties to her new church. And like, mm-hmm. I, I, like, I'm not here to like influence her snark or anything like that. Like I'm not that kind of gal, like I'm not like a gomi or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So this is really just like a retelling of the facts. She seems happy and I hope that she's happy. And, and if that's like what you want to do with your life, go for it but the interesting thing is that she's retained an audience whether or not it's hate followers or not hate followers still swipe up on amazon prime yeah yeah so it made me think have you seen any good influencer pivots in like kind of like the same vein and what Mm. do you kind of think is like the way that influencers might have to start pivoting to achieve longevity That is a very good question because I feel like a successful pivot for women because I mean naturally so many of these women start out when they're in their early 20s and then the thing that gets them followers is the journey of their growing their family getting married having kids but in order to keep being successful you have to pivot away from the family angle you Mm -hmm. can't keep relying on your kids Um, I feel like the most common pivot whether it ends successfully or they pivot out of influ- influencing is pivoting rural. Yes. Is the, the direction I see. And because of like the era that I started following influencers, I think of the OG New York City Mormon fashion mommy bloggers. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to see 
where they've gone because you had Taza who was the New York City Juilliard wonderful mother she went to Arizona pivoted out right Arizona yeah Mm -hmm. and she's out yeah for now she's not influencing us and then you have you have Amber fill her up who also pivoted to Arizona but has gone really successful by moving away from the the it's not a so much about her family her kids and mm-hmm. she has these really successful businesses that she's not necessarily the face of as much you know like she's she's very heavily involved but it's not just like here's my face on this brand at all times you know it's not Rachel Parcell by Rachel Parcell mm-hmm. it's you know they're their own entities but then you have amongst that that same New York crowd there was Nat the fat rat do you remember were you so, so she was like before she my was time so because like, in the heyday of that time uh-huh. I was more on like the Haley Divine like there was like this whole okay. thing happening in New York but it was like mm-hmm. almost like a little too old for me where it wasn't okay. like this like these like cute girls that, like it just because like so I like became LDS when I was like 15 or like that's mm-hmm. when I became like like active in the church whatever mm-hmm. so like culturally like that's when i was that's born. when you that's when you entered yeah that makes so, sense that you would have entered with Haley divine that's a good yeah so like second. so my entry was the stacy lang like engaged and underaged mm-hmm. Haley divine um and like somebody else i can't even remember but there were like okay. three that was like my entrance al fox that makes sense yeah because Haley divine was never a new york influencer so the N- new york ones i'm thinking of Taza, amber filler up and nat the fat rat were all like at the same time um and they've all they've all pivoted rural but amber is the one who's still maintained being an influencer and gone on to be even more successful than she was in new york and then so funny because then you have ballerina farm do you follow ballerina farm do i ever Oh, ah, thank goodness. Okay, here's a question because I I I don't really follow her. I did a baby name prediction for her recently, so I'm I'm more in tune than usual. But she, it's so funny to look at this the the commonalities between her and Taza. Did they overlap? Like did they know each other? I don't think age-wise they Well, I don't know because she does have older kids because Ballerina Farm, maybe it's the pageant queen of it all, reads younger to me than Taza is. Yeah, that's yeah. She did okay. I know, and the, and the husband seems younger than than Josh. Josh. Yeah, Ballerina Farm. I'm remembering. I read that she said she gave birth to her first child before graduating from Juilliard, and it was the first time any woman from Juilliard had ever done that, had a baby, and then graduated. Oh my! And her oldest, based just on photos, is maybe eight five i don't know her oldest would eight. be five i how Does she old? have okay, twins she no she has six kids so she's she's gotta be her oldest is a boy do you think he's like seven i'm yeah, really probably bad at like seven eight ages because let me let me look at a picture because taza i mean eleanor's trip to paris for her eighth birthday that was for her eighth birthday right that was years oh, ago. oh yeah i think it was Let's see. So maybe they, no, it kind of seems like they could have been there at the same time then. What are the chances I could just like look up like Ballerina Farm? Okay, so that's, 
This kid at maximum is eight. This older boy That's- with that tall mom. With that tall mom. It, it seems like they could have overlapped. That's possible. Juilliard. And I find that to be so interesting, especially given that they've both pivoted rural Taza like has a little I mean she's not a she's not a pig farmer like ballerina farm but they follow each other on Instagram oh Taza only follows one 165 people oh oh wow that's significant 165 165 165 one of them is her that is really significant so yeah I think pivoting rural is very uh very in Mm -hmm. you know that, that homesteader life. And I think that you also highlighted a really good thing about Amber Filler Up is the fact that she just like has a product. Like if she was tired of Instagram tomorrow, like her family would be fine. They'd be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, like they'd be more yeah. than fine. They, they'd be, they would definitely be okay. Be Especially fine. because, uh, is his name Dave or David? David. Mm-hmm. David. Um, isn't he doing like film photography for like surprisingly cheap? so i mean well it depends who you ask because he was uh at one point just one time amber was like hey would you would anyone be interested in a shoot from david and it was a film shoot but it was it was pretty expensive oh it was, yeah i mean film is but mm-hmm. um the thing that i'm genuinely surprised at this is a tangent i think he's a really great photographer like her content like i know a lot of the husbands do mm-hmm. the pictures and I think he does really, really well. Like they're they have their aesthetic down. Create making creative content. Mm-hmm. I like it. I think that they're making like fresh, good content. And the thing that like you touched on earlier is she has like a physical product. So if she wanted to stop doing Instagram tomorrow, she could. But what's yeah. left, like what I've been thinking about a lot this week, is just what is now going to be expected of influencers and everything because you have two different things going on you have like the battle between tiktok and instagram reels Mm. tiktok's creator fund and then reels with their reels bonuses paying influencers like so much on that sliding scale depending on how much content they want to put out like the more content you put out the more um like reels money you can get you know yeah on like that sliding scale to pull people away from TikTok. But these influencers on Instagram, they're they never set out to make all the stupid TikTok content for reels. But the only way that they could play the Instagram game now, unless they pivot to something drastically different, is to do the stupid TikTok thing. Like even yeah. I feel it sometimes. And I mean like just like trying to like slowly build a page or whatever. Mm-hmm. I um like I have like my little posting schedule, whatever. Like I know what you need to do to build an account. Like I've been doing it for a long time, like yeah. for different people, whatever. And now, like a couple days ago, I got like really sick, really sick. That sounds dramatic. My whole family like had the flu. I wasn't posting. And like the algorithm, whatever, just like punishes you. Like you, you take two days off of like posting or whatever. And then like Instagram will like, will make you feel it. And people always mm. want to talk about the algorithm like it's a boogeyman. But really, like, when you look at your, like, analytics and everything, if you pay attention yeah. to that stuff, it's there. But Instagram is now requiring all these influencers to 
play these games that they never wanted to play. Yes. Where unless they have niched down content that people actually want, they need to make stupid lip syncing things from TikTok yeah. all the time. And it's exhausting. Videos. And I, I have a background in photography and seeing photography accounts no longer be about like at one point Instagram was like a micro portfolio for you, mm-hmm. you know, and now everyone's it's funny because they do that thing where like the what is it like the screen grab like the picture that goes onto your feed is still like a beautiful shoot from a wedding you did but then as soon as you click that beautiful picture it's like them like dancing and holding their camera and it's just like no I am not interested in playing that game that is it is so far away from your work Mm. and I'm exhausted well, and it just it's seems, exhausting. I just keep wondering, like, when is push going to come to shove and who's going to break first? Is it going to be the creators who like, the thing is like, no one's really enjoying it, but they're still making the money. But mm-hmm. the, I, I have yet to hear a single person in any line of work I'm in say, I love the reels. Keep them coming. More, more yeah. lip syncing, please. More, Everyone more, hates more, them. more six second uh, stupid TikTok audios that like I keep scrolling through and seeing over and over again with like yes. different text over it. Please give me more. I need more videos of you and your husband dancing. I need it. No, like yes. the followers don't want them. Like the consumer doesn't want it. The creators don't want to be making it, but everybody's both locked in the stupid thing where they have to be making these dumb reels and they have to be consuming this dumb content. Because they're on Instagram and that's where they want to spend time. And that's the content that's provided to them. Exactly. It's so tiring. I, for a long time, I debated like, oh, should I also, should I be cross posting my, my TikTok content on Instagram <clears throat> as reels or whatever, whatever other way. And I was like, you know what? No, that sounds really tiring. So I will, I deliberately, I will link everything back mm-hmm. like in Insta stories, like here's the link to watch it on TikTok. But Entering the absolute garbage fest of Instagram reels just is so absolutely unappealing. I just, I and just, just for, like, for my sanity, I'm keeping it in one place. And it's just such a different like audience too. Like I'll post things yeah. on TikTok and they'll do great. And then if I post it on Instagram, they die. And then, but yeah. I'll always take my bummers from TikTok, post them over to Instagram. And like, those are the ones that get me like, good views a good amount of views whatever it's a very different Mm -hmm. audience yeah and also like playing the algorithm game again instagram will like throttle you if you just take your video directly from tiktok and stuff so in order to share a video from tiktok to have instagram like not um like weigh your video differently in the algorithm is you have to use like a third-party service to save your tiktok without the watermark and then you have to reformat it in um in like in shot and then you have to go put it into your reels and every time i'm doing it i'm like i feel like an idiot but also i want to grow a freaking page like i don't want all this to be in vain and i know what i have to do i know the game so i have to play it so then i am lip-syncing stupid stuff and being like hey tiktok audio (laughs) like me everybody please it's so so exhausting oh can we talk about one pivot um, that is very much about exhausting levels of content and is the yes. one influencer who I genuinely can't stand, but also can't look away from. Who is it? 
Can, do you want to guess? I feel like all my guesses would be mean. That's okay. Bird? No, I, you know, I like, she I hasn't posted I, in a long time. I know. I, she's really cooled down and I'm going to hope that's for the best. No, my, my person is, um, Turtle Creek Lane's daughter, Tiffany. With the dating show? Yes. Yes. Um, so there's a pivot. There is a pivot. She was like getting into pop music. Yes. Being a pop singer. That was like a while, while ago. And then she essentially then got married and like has become Turtle Creek Lane 2.0. And as of like four days ago, she's just uh, dove head first into hosting a, a dating show at her parents' house in Park City and opening line, hello, America. And that's when I knew right then and there that I was furious and I hated it, but I had to, I had to peek. I had to look around. Here's the thing. Over the years, I've had to be like very careful of like the content that I consume to control the green eyed monster within me. Absolutely. There was a long time where like I couldn't follow Haley Devine. I still don't follow her. I'll check in all the time and stuff, but like the life envy, you know? Yeah. Turtle Creek Lane for a long time was like a this is so ridiculous where like I feel nothing when I look at this except for just like awe mm-hmm. and amazement and a little bit of like baseline disgust where like yep. that's fine like yeah like you're super rich but like I feel nothing yes that's damaging me mentally so I'll, I'll still look at this lately it's changed from like a it used to be obnoxious and gaudy again oh, I don't mm. want to snark click I don't want to be like a snarky podcast but it's just like an observation is that it's not snark it's an observation you idiot it's an observation i'm i'm so dumb but it's changed to like the gaudy and the um watching that video of turtle creek lane last week basically like cry in the face of this waiter telling her that like they didn't have like the right kind of bread to make her grilled cheese did you watch that video oh yes I was like, this is too much. And then like watching them like go helicopter shopping. I was like, I can't. I can't. And I don't want to hold people to standards of everything else that's happening in the world. I think that's very unfair to be like, there's a war going on. Mm -hmm. And I don't even hold people to the standards of taste either. But being like, we're watching this girl helicopter shopping. And then she's just, her daughter's throwing a reality show for fun and like their, their vacation mansion and. It's it's so much. It's so so much. When it was just the home decor, when it was just Turtle Creek Lane's house, it was like, wow, that's that's a lot. But now it's it's veered into every nook and cranny of their entire life being so wild that I can't look at it, but I still and, have to peek. And it's just like the rich getting so much richer. We're like, I s- sincerely. The high I get watching somebody really thrive in the influencer world and like knowing how much money they're making and and how like they've changed their family's life and all this stuff, like literally give me that. Give me that mm. all the time. I love it. Those are like puppy videos to me. Like give it, give it, give it. But watching this billionaire family get richer through swipe up links to vibrators that happen to be in the background of the picture that she posted. Classic. Knowing that she made like, I think I, I 
forget what the calculation I made on it and stuff. I think it was like $23,000 or whatever. Like that was like Are my rough serious? estimate. I trust you. Oh boy. So oh, I've seen how wow. much she made from the vibrator. Oh, wow. I'm like, there's this gotta be. It's crazy. Way. There's gotta be a better way. Actually, I think that it was like the, she sold that many and then the cut was less. She made a lot of effing money off of the vibrators. I assume. Wow. So I don't know, but now I'm like, how much longer are the influencers going to play along and how, where, where is there to pivot to, you know, Instagram is more, or oh, yeah. TikTok is a more real space. So if they feel, mm-hmm. if they feel dejected and they don't want to be cookie cutter anymore, they could go over there, but I don't want yeah, to have you seen um, JC Marie Smith. Mm-hmm. She like pivoted into TikTok, and I believe she at least deactivated. I don't know if she completely deleted her Instagram account. She's like, mm, you know what? This isn't, this isn't. I don't know what the word you know uplifting this isn't yeah, fulfilling a space right. i want to be in yeah yeah i was like yeah. and, and if i was like a content creator on instagram and i was now expected to play all these stupid little games and teach my husband choreography and make videos of me like rocking my child back and forth to like a um sad sam smith song or whatever i and then I like one day got like a mean comment or something. I'd just be like, F it. I'm done. Yeah. I'd be like that Rihanna gif of her just like throwing the money and walking away. Like, yeah, freaking whatever. Like, yeah, help me out of here. So I think it'll be interesting even in, in like the next year to watch which influencers like check out. Me too. I'm very curious because like the ones that are more on my radar are the ones who are it they've they've hit 30 they're they're past 30 and that's really interesting because I think a lot of them are just like TikTok that's that's for young people I'm confused I don't want to mm-hmm. do that and it's going to be very interesting to see what comes next and and the people the, the ones up and coming taking their place oh man I the just new generation. I, I am so ready to jump ahead 20 years for the tell-alls that their children will write or maybe 20, 20 years, I guess. Mm, I, to wait longer than that. I know. Like, I know that the, the topic of like children's privacy and stuff is like really big and stuff online. And I, I recognize some of it. I think there's a way to safely share your children. I think like any identifying information as to like, like, I mean, like I'm a nobody, but like I'll blur out where my kid goes to school all the time. Right. Like, uh, yeah, I'll never say what hospital I'm giving birth at, whatever. Because if I'm constantly giving birth, like just like oh. <laughs> every time I give birth, I block it out. Um, <laughs> like there's like ways to do things. You could have your kid on your platform or whatever. Just don't exploit mm-hmm. them. Like there's a fine line, you know. Exactly. <clears throat> but exactly. The, um, I know the thing I've realized. The clickbait because... kids. That's who I want to check up on in 20 years. Was it the clickbait kids? Clickbait kids. Yes. 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 Like yes. The... Jackson fell down or Jackson got in trouble. It broke my heart to ground him. And it's just like a thumbnail of him crying. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. That's, that's where it crosses some lines. The thing I've realized with making my TikToks is because I am like essentially talking about other people's kids is Mm -hmm. like what it comes down to in some ways is I always uh, block out the kids' faces because they're mm. not my kids. And it's really made me think like, oh, wow, like 
yeah, putting your kid's face on the internet is is really a decision not to take lightly. And I don't I don't have an answer of whether it's the right thing or wrong thing, but it is not a decision to take lightly. And when very interesting seeing what people do with it. When Piper was a baby, and anybody hearing the story is gonna say, like, you psychopath, why aren't you just private at this point? But when Piper was a baby, or she was like I think like 14 months or something. So I was like bored and I was very in like the baby bow brand rep game. Like nice. Piper was a very tiny little baby. She looked a lot younger than she was and she would like always like smile. So it looked like this little like one month old baby was smiling, but really she was like smiling age. Anyway, I, I pimped her out for a bunch of free bows. And when she was like 14 months old, I remember one time I like looked at my phone and I was like, 600 likes on a picture that's never happened to me before ever why do I have 600 likes on a picture and somebody had like commented this hashtag and Piper had been enrolled in this like baby role play adoption that really happened to you Mm -hmm. because do you remember Haley Devine had a story about that yeah and that story that was like a decade ago and that has always stuck with me I never knew anyone who it actually happened to though and it happened to a couple other people that I was like friends with on Twitter. She, yeah. So like somebody had the picture of her that was commented on. I remember I had her in this like Coachella Fest t-shirt. I was like home in the desert visiting my friends and somebody got her like a little Coachella kids shirt and she had the shirt on and like little shorts on, but you couldn't see the shorts and the shirt was pulled over the shorts. And I wrote like, she has her Coachella outfit ready. No pants. Ha ha. Something. Mm-hmm. and there were some people that didn't know us that followed us and everything because she did this brand rep baby bow crap to get free bows and then so yeah i looked at it had like 600 likes and i was like what in the world dove into it yeah somebody had taken screenshots from my page from pictures of her like as little as like five months old and posted her they said that her name was charlotte that she was like up for adoption she was afraid of thunderstorms loved her dad um like they created like this whole persona and it was like she's open for like relationships like so it was like for my baby to date other fake babies oh and it was like the most nauseating thing ever see that's and so gross and i still like go ahead i still share my kids and stuff like so i went private for like a little bit kind of like redefined boundaries and now, like, mm. I still share my kids, probably still, like, a little more than than I should. But knowing that, like, I was able to, my by me pay, doing the stupid caption, like, she has no pants on, opened up this whole world of, like, idiots, even though she did have pants. Right. Anyway. Absolutely. The thing that makes me think of, like, that world of, like, fake baby and that kind of thing is is the, I, when I did my video follow-up on why are so many influencers Mormon, and it really boiled down to is like, what kind of content people like to follow. And people like the fictional or real life family that they're they're following along, they're taking care of. It's, it's the natural progression of going from having a baby doll to having a Barbie family, to having a, a Tamagotchi, to having Neopets. Mm-hmm depending on your generation to having sims to being really into reality tv families or being Mm -hmm. into you know 
TV shows that you're really invested in their relationships and when when they have babies. And that like baby role play world is is in that same thing. And I just want to say, like, can you have a Neopet instead, please? I know. And it's so sad because there's like two different people that would participate. This is such a weird tangent. I'm so sorry. But like there's two different people that like the study show that participate in these weird baby role play things. It's one, these girls of broken homes, normally like foster kids or something like that, who are seeing these like picture perfect families and stuff online and they're grabbing these kids pictures and then they're giving them identities and like these are their little babies and they're such good parents to them and all this stuff. And then there's the gross men that interact with them as other little babies and then they form relationships and like they had Piper, Charlotte or whatever married off to like these other like little boys and stuff and oh she like wants to play with Zach right now like I remember reading these things that they were having these fictional kids do but it was pictures of my daughter yikes and it was actually insane it was that's wild it was oh I like I like I remember actually like throwing up like like it was yeah that's horrible anyway on that note Emily hi on that note (laughs) thank you for doing this um, I will, uh, since we have gone on for two hours now, <laughs> we did have a couple Instagram questions. Do you mind if we like do like one or do you want to hang out? Sure. No, go ahead. I'm curious what questions you got. Okay. I'm going to, while respecting your privacy, we did get like a couple questions and I'm so grateful that everybody like wrote in. We're going to respect M and, um, after like this like cool conversation on child privacy and people <laughs> privacy or whatever. Um, so somebody said, I'd like you to, to talk about creating a brand. And I was trying to figure out, does she mean like influencers building their brands or like us building brands? Cause I don't think I've done that successfully, but I think you've done that successfully. Mm. So I just want to listen to you. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different ways to answer that question um, because it is vague. Uh, but creating a brand, you know, I just feel like in all creative things I've done, because I don't really share it that much. M Doodles and stuff started as an account that I shared Doodles, as mm-hmm. the name implies. Um, and the thing I've always realized is that if I just like follow whatever makes me happy, whatever's fun, that like, I'm I'm happy at the end of the day. And so doing the baby name thing is just like such a bizarre niche that was absolutely born out of doing what sounded fun. Like at the end of the day, I like doing what makes me makes makes it fun to to be on the interwebs. Um and yeah, and like when it comes to branding in the in the sense of like, I don't know, choosing colors for your persona I really like I don't think about it I'm just like that one makes me happy and that's why most of my stuff is yellow I just I'm like yeah yellow makes me happy next question please you know just I feel like that's the same with you though yeah the the thing you were talking about is the thing that you've built your brand on yeah like I think I mean if I was really just like following my heart shooting it from the hip this talking about whatever I wanted to talk about which was what I just want to chat was for like a long time. I like, I recently realized that I had to like hone in and in, in certain mm. aspects or whatever, you know, like I could still be myself, but I have to like give a people, give the people a reason to tune in to 
actually go to my Instagram. Like I have to create like shareable content. Like I have to, to do things like for people to, to want to come and want to consume or whatever. So things do have to be like a little organized, but I do think that, I mean, I shouldn't say this as just like a random woman with a podcast because we have hit our quota with those probably. Like we've, like for people wanting to start like influencing or whatever, I think having like a personal brand and vision from the get-go would be so important because I think that we've hit our quota of like pretty people just taking pictures of themselves and telling us where their cardigan is from. Like I, yes. I'm, we, we have sufficient, you know, Yes. Mm-hmm. follow your heart, follow your dreams and stuff. But if you're looking to make any, um, and this is again, just from somebody that's like, like I've worked in the space for like a really long time. And the people that I've seen like have success have been people that have a thing and or product and they're able to make things like kind of around that. I don't really think making your thing your kids really works anymore. Like, I don't think yeah. being pretty as your thing really works anymore. Right. Um, maybe like if a new social media comes along and you come in on the ground floor and like you could be one of those people, that's so great. But like, as of right now, like personal branding and stuff, I think has to be like more organized and more um, thought out. Mm-hmm. But also I'm not doing that great because I mean, I'm not an aesthetics person. Like I have no artistic, artistic eye. I chose like three fonts and I'm like, okay, if I get to stay with these three fonts and like, okay, I like bright colors. So if I get to stay with these colors, but it, it doesn't look great. Like looking at it. I don't know. I think it looks great. Wow. Thanks. But again, yeah. here I am. Like I did all the talking and I, nobody that, that question was not for me, I don't think. I, I mean, I hope we gave some insight. There's there's so many things it could mean. I, I hope we didn't answer it wrong. Yeah, I hope so, too. Did. And um, what... Um, I'm trying to, like, read through these real quick. We kind of talked about this earlier. Like, what kind of information do you really need to properly come up with a naming prediction Mm, yes the the most important thing is the the names of their kids if they already have kids Mm -hmm. and if they don't have kids I also I want to know the names of their pets anything they've named even a business and then the names that they like but aren't going to use and then I just need to see their Instagram aesthetic that's how I do all my predictions and consultations so actually this niche I've fallen into just lets me, you know how you just want to like Instagram stalk some like friend of an acquaintance when you're like, I'm curious about that person that I don't know. Let Mm -hmm. me look at every outlet of social media I possibly can for no reason. That's now what I get to do professionally. And it's fantastic. Do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's manifesting. Um, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, that's really, from that information, I I feel like I can do pretty well. Well, I want to wrap it up there. And thank you so much for giving us your time tonight. Your two Absolutely. hours. Did you, did you ever in a million years plan on uh, doing this for this long? 
this no, podcast. But it, you know, it went by in a flash. I mean, it is 11 p.m. where you are, I believe. So I do apologize. And I think I'll have to like send you a crumble or something. But thank you no, so much for great. coming on to today's episode. And everybody, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. You could find M on TikTok at, at M Doodles and Stuff. Same on Instagram. Yes, exactly that's the right. same. Yep. Beautiful. We love, we love uh, a strong uh, username brand. Uh, online dominance presence um anyway you can find her on tiktok and instagram as you all know um and you know buy one of her consultations for yourself a friend a gal pal cannot think of a better um like baby shower baby sprinkle yes. gift yeah that's, you know that i've had quite a few of those yeah like it's really fun it's like it's someone's third baby they already have all the crap like yep. i can't think of anything more fun than this and Everybody, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You could find us on TikTok at, at I just want to chat podcast on Instagram at, at I just want to chat podcast um, and join our Facebook group, especially because you don't have to be part of the Facebook group for it this year. You could just join on Instagram, but we're doing our Oscars prediction contest again. Um, if you are confident in your Oscar prediction, predicting skills, you can earn a little bit of money. Um, join our, uh, our contest. The link is in our bio on our Instagram page. Um, and it'll be so much fun. And I think that's it. Also, thank you today for, uh, this is the only part that matters. And here I am screwing it up because now I'm sleepy. Are we sponsored? Today's, yeah, today's episode is sponsored yet again by Bloody Buddy. So use our code WANNACHAT for 10% off um, your first purchase at Bloody Buddy Cup. And enjoy the period freedom. Here I am speaking to you right now on my period. Haven't even thought about it until now. What a world. What a world. Anyway, um, thank you so much, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you. We'll see Bye. you soon. Bye.